lace him up. Because it's time for the Sunday Skate. This is the Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEI. A comprehensive look at the bees from deep inside the organization to the ice and beyond. Brought to you by your Boston area Mercedes-Benz dealers, AT&T, Wise Snacks, and Star Market. Now, let's get it going with ESPN's Joe McDonald, Pete Blackburn, and WEI.com's DJ Bean. Welcome back to Sunday Skate, hour number two. Second hour is the best hour, as they say with this with this show. You can jump on to WEI.com, click on the bottom left there on the side, and you can jump into the live chat. Um, we've got we've got a Finland chatter, having some discussion about Brad Marchand in there, so that's some, some fun stuff. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Mark Diver of the Providence journal at, at some at some point uh this uh this segment about frank petrano colin miller all the guys nolachari uh, nolachari who has come up and been a pretty good piece for them on the, the the fourth line there and uh maybe even some butch cassidy talk absolutely it's gonna be a pretty wild time so looking forward to doing that i realized yesterday that for some reason we still haven't had him on the the show and mark diver for uh those of you who aren't familiar with his work. He's like the hockey person for the province journal. So he's always around the P Bruins and he breaks a lot of stories regarding call ups and just stuff that's going on down there. So, My former boss. So really? He was he is the assistant sports editor at the Providence Journal. So when I was at the journal, he was the assistant sports editor and and when I when I left he started doing more hockey stuff. But Mark's Mark's the best when it comes to to hockey, and he just loves the game, and it's so much fun to talk hockey with him. And it's glad yeah. glad he's glad he's covering his. God much bless him for putting up with you. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, he, he, I'm sure there were plenty of nights where he had to read my copy and think, "Oh God, really? I got to read this garbage again?" Don't right. So, so you just did the opposite. You 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 never throw your editors under the bus. You just threw yourself under the Absolutely. bus, which is the move to do. Yep. No so doubt. Very good. Good on you. Uh, Mark Diver does join us now. On the AT and T expert hotline, Mark, how are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Glad to do it. So, first question: What was it like to have to work with Joey Mack? <laughs> it was a pleasure working with Joey uh, Mack. I never, I never said bad things about his uh, about his work ever. To my face, but when I, when I left, then that was the big well, joke yeah. around the office. <laughs> well, yeah. Well. Uh, Mark, 32 goals in 32 games for Frank Vitrano. He was called up on an emergency recall, uh, but they didn't want to burn one of their real post-trade deadline call-ups, so he's back in Providence now, and as I said, 32 and 32. Uh, are there any? Is there anything left for him to do, for him to accomplish, for him to work on at the AHL level, or is it just a joke at this point? Well, I think, uh, you know, somebody uh, once said, I, I forget who it was, that you can never spend too much time in the, in the American Hockey League uh, if you're a young hockey, hockey player. I think that applies to Frankie. Uh, there's other parts of his game besides the offense that, that, he, uh, that he needs to work on, and, and he's been making great progress, uh, you know, in the last uh, couple of months on those things. So I, I, don't, think it, uh, I don't think it hurts him uh, to be down here. Um, but on the other hand, I, I don't think he'll, honestly, I don't think he'll be down here, uh, that much longer. I, his, uh, 
you, you just can't ignore what he what he's doing here and the, the kind of scoring he's doing. Uh, I think he'll uh, he'll be up. You, I mean, you also cover the the Boston Bruins as well. We see all the time at the Garden. At this point, I know that that he might have hit something of a, of a wall. I want to say he, so. He scored goals in four of thirty games in the NHL, which I mean, it, for for a guy's first taste of the NHL, that's still pretty good. But I mean, he wasn't the dominant player that he is at the AHL level. But at this point, would you say if he were to come back up, that he would make more of an impact than guys like Conley or or Jimmy Hayes have to this point? Well, I think uh, I kind of think he would. The physical part, he's not as big as those guys. He's not going to be uh, the grinding part of the game that uh, that they uh, theoretically uh, provide. He's he's not uh, going to be the first guy uh, on that. But he's uh, his play down here has improved uh, from when he was in Boston before. I believe uh, his uh, his getting in on the forecheck his uh, is, is faster. He's his pace is picked up even from the start of the year. I I, I think, uh, geez, I don't know. I think there's a place for him up there. Mark, last week or two weeks ago on this show, uh, DJ, myself, and Pete were talking about Nolachari, and and I had said that uh, what fans are seeing from this kid is what they're going to see, uh, no matter where he plays, whether it's in Providence, whether it's in Boston. Uh, you've covered him for a long time. Just what type of person and player is, is Nolachari, and what should fans expect from this from this kid moving forward? Well, I think we saw last night uh, that was vintage Noel uh, to me. Um, now, if you read uh, you read my tweets and and my uh, my writing, I'm the world's biggest Noel fan. No question, uh, you know, outside maybe members of his family. Uh, <laughs> I think the kid is tremendous. Uh, but last night, his his physical play, his his grit, his uh, all of that stuff. That's Noel. Uh, he brings it every night, every shift at home on the road. Coaches love him because they know what they're going to get from him. I think uh, I think he's going to be the fourth line center for a long time in Boston. What was the uh, the tweet? Speaking of your tweets and your writing, uh, and I don't want to ruin it for you, so I'll let you tell it, but. I think it was either last night or this morning you had a tweet about what uh, what each coach the last two years have said about... Yeah. Yeah, so what, what was it? Well, last spring, I remember Nate Lehman, when, when Noel signed with the Bruins, Nate said, well, as soon as Bruce Cassidy gets to know Noel, he's going to love him. So fast forward six months uh, to uh, Butch Cassidy in, in November, December... You know, sometime a few weeks into the season, once he got a, he got to see Noel in action, he said almost the exact thing, same thing. Wait till Claude gets to know Noel; he's going to love him. And I think we're seeing uh, over the last little while that uh, Claude is uh, starting to, starting to uh, uh, really like uh, Noel's play. And last night, I think. The physical play, the body checks he's throwing, the, the, he's so strong on his stick. You know, that's Noel. That's it right there. Long term, um, if he is to become this team's fourth line center going forward, the opportunity comes uh, at the expense maybe of Alexander Koklachev. Uh, why do you feel, I mean, I know that you're a big Koklachev guy. We've discussed him, him a lot just uh, when we're around the press box. 
Why do you feel it hasn't happened with him in Boston to this point? And given that he's an RFA at the end of the season, given that it now looks like they've kind of given the only available slot there, uh, at least in the middle, to Achari, uh, do you think that, that maybe his days are numbered with this organization? Yeah, I do. I think uh, I, I'm surprised they didn't trade him at the before the trade deadline. Um, I don't know why it hasn't worked for Coco in Boston, uh, but clearly it hasn't. He He's a different player in the American League than he is when he comes up to Boston. I don't know if it's I think part of it is the role that they use him in. He, he's not a he's a top six guy up here, if not a top line uh, guy uh, in Providence. And in Boston, he's been more of a you know he's not going to be a he's not going to be replacing Bergeron or Krejci. Uh, he, he's going to be on the fourth, third, or fourth line, and it's a different role, not really suited to him. He's not a big physical uh, player, although he's certainly not afraid. I think. You know, maybe some people get the wrong idea about him. He's he's not afraid one bit. Uh, you know, when the when the play gets gets tough, but uh, it just hasn't worked. And the Bruins have, uh, you know, tried to trade him a couple of times going back a couple of years, and uh, and uh, it didn't happen. But uh, I'd be very surprised if he's back uh, under contract with Boston next year. I think he'll be someplace else. Why do you think but that? I think at, at that, I've said this before. I think he's going to be a productive NHL player for a long time once he uh, once he breaks through. Why do you think that sort of adjustment worked for a guy like Spooner? Who? Because I remember we said the same thing about Spooner. Like he wasn't going to be able to make any sort of impact unless Bergeron or Krejci got hurt, and he had to play with those other top six guys for an extended stretch, and that ends up obviously happening for. For Spooner, but I mean, Spooner has ended up nestling in as a, a nice third line player. Uh, is is there a, a quality to his game or anything? I mean, Spooner's a quote unquote softer player than Koklachev is, so you would think that maybe that would have suited Koklachev more than it suits Spooner. Yeah, but Spooner is a much faster skater than Coco. Coco's not a slow skater, but he's not in Spooner's class when it when it comes to speed and. I think uh, you take away Spooner's speed, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sure he's uh, he's where he is uh, at this point. I, I think that's the big difference is the speed. Coco doesn't have that. He does He's not a burner. He, he's plenty fast enough, but he's not a he's not a burner like uh, in in Spooner's uh, class. What kind of uh, of role has his Colin Miller had since since getting back down there? Well, uh, Colin Miller. I thought uh, I was very impressed with him last season when uh, when he was with Manchester on a on a very strong team. Uh, the thing about Colin Miller is, you know, he's the classic kind of defenseman who keeps both teams in the game because uh, when he has the puck, he's great, but when he's on defense, he you know not so not so good. And I think that's continued a bit down here. He gets his numbers. He's he's terrific. On offense, but on defense, he he uh, he's still got a lot of things to work on. And also, uh, for those who don't know, that Mark also covers the Providence College Friars. Uh, Mark, they obviously had a, a tough loss the other night. What yep. what was your take on that game winning goal in triple overtime? I know you know the, what the rule is, but what what was your opinion on that goal? Does it count? 
Should it have counted? Uh, I, I got to say, I think it should count. The rule, it's a bad rule. Uh, you know, if you don't, they got to change the rule if, or, uh, you know, you're going to get calls like that. Uh, the kid knew what he was doing, uh, but I don't think that's against the rules as, as the rules written right now. Uh, there was no distinct, I didn't see a distinct kicking motion there. No. So it's a tough one, tough one for PC to swallow, but Hey, that's, uh, the rule is the rule. Uh, so they'll they'll go on from here. So where where do they go now? Is that being announced today? Yeah, it'll be announced uh, around noon today. A uh, lot of uh, people who know more about the process than I do uh, are saying that uh, they're they're headed for Worcester, maybe, which would be uh, which would be tremendous. What nice and close. What do you yeah from from a travel standpoint? Yeah, no doubt. What do you think their chances are of uh, of getting back to the finals and and maybe even uh, possibly repeating? They have a very uh, a good chance of getting back to the finals. I think as good a chance as anybody. Uh, they uh, somewhat surprisingly they they're after the the guys they lost John Gillies, Noel Achari, Ross Mowerman, really the uh, the spine of last year's team in a lot of ways. Uh, they're very good this season. They're very good and. Uh, in fact, I mentioned this on Friday night to a couple of people up there that they lost their star defenseman, Jake Wallman, uh, to a shoulder injury. If they had Jake Wallman, uh, you know, they're better than last season's team, in my opinion. Uh, but they don't, uh, so they they got to uh, they got to overcome that. But uh, I, they have a good chance. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to guarantee that it's going to happen, hmm. but. They uh, they are very good. They are very well coached. Uh, I, I uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, they were playing in Tampa in the uh, in the Frozen Four in a, in a month or so. Who is the next Nolo Charity come out of that team? Because you, you hear that a lot that there are some guys on that team that uh, could kind of follow in the same the same footsteps as Nolo. Who's that guy this season? Well, Brandon Tanev, uh, a guy who's getting a lot of a lot of free agent attention from uh, NHL teams have been coming in all uh, all winter. There's scouts at Schneider Arena watching, uh, you know, watching Brandon Tanev. He uh, he projects as a bottom six winger in uh, in the NHL. He he's the fastest guy I've seen this season in the American League, Hockey East, the ECAC. He he just he can fly. And uh, he plays with uh, he plays right on the edge. He's a little bit reckless at times with his with his physical play. Uh, he's not a particularly big guy, maybe 190, 5'11", 6 feet, one ninety, something along those lines. But he plays with an incredible pace and uh, just uh, like I said, on the edge uh, physically. That. Uh, I would think, and then you know, the NHL guys I've talked to think too that he projects as a as a perfect, maybe fourth line, uh, banging, forechecking kind of uh, kind of player. I, I think he's going to have a lot of NHL offers uh, in a couple of weeks when their season is over. Mark, I'll wrap it up with this. I mean, we've we've asked and we've we've discussed Frank Vitrano a, a lot in this conversation, but. Uh... Lest we forget uh, the guy that has played on his right a lot this season, Seth Griffith. He's been up and down with the Bruins over the last 
couple seasons. I mean, I think that Bruins fans get the sense that he's kind of been around forever. This is still just his third professional season. What kind of ceiling or even role do you see him having uh, with the, the Bruins, whether potentially this season or in the future? Do you think that he ends up getting a, a good look uh, as a, a, one of their right wings going forward? I don't know if he. I don't know if he does. I, I think what we saw from him last year, uh, in the time he was up, where he was capable of he and he is capable of scoring and some some very pretty goals. He, he's got terrific hands, and he sees the ice well. But somewhat similar to Coco, the pace of his game uh, needs to be better if he's going to be an NHL guy. Uh, he, he's not. He's not a burner, like I said with Coco. He's he's not uh, one of those guys that flies up and down the ice. He uh, he slows the game down a bit when he has the puck. Uh, that works in the American Hockey League. He's uh, he's right up there. I think he's three points behind uh, Chris Bork uh, as the top scorer. But uh, Chris's been hurt a while, so he's missed mm-hmm. some games. But uh, you know the. People have described him as a as a tweener, a guy who's you know too good for the American League, not quite good enough for the NHL. And uh, I, I, based on what I've seen to this point, I, I'd have to agree with that. Now, can he uh, can he uh, pick up a step or you know do something to to solve that? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, uh, he's still young. Uh, and, and we'll see. I, I I don't know if he can do it. I I'd like to see him do it. He's a great kid, uh, but I don't know if he if he if he will. Interesting. And on 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 Subban is, are you hearing the kind of status quo remains out indefinitely? Yeah. Uh, although I have heard that he might get back on the ice uh, in the not too uh, distant future. Um, I think I don't think there have been any issues with his recovery from that uh, larynx uh, fracture. Um, I know he has his he got his voice back, uh, so uh, that's so promising. That's uh, but uh, I will he play again this season? I don't know. I don't know. I think they're going to be very careful. Um, but if his recovery the recovery goes on. Uh, on uh, schedule and and Providence can make a, a playoff run. Uh, you might see him back in there. Uh, he, he, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, it's it's been an interesting season for him. He had, it seems at least that he's kind of taken that step that a lot of people were were hoping for him to eventually take. Yeah, he uh, he was playing very well at the at the time of his injury. Um, you know, it's been he was not was not good at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Now he had an injury. Some kind of lower body injury. I'm not really sure what it was that uh, that took him out of out of the mix early on. Uh, he struggled at the start, but then he uh, he picked it up and he he was playing very well. Um, one thing that was interesting to me was that they've had when he was struggling, they had uh, Bob Asensa, uh, the goal coach down here, a lot more often than uh, mm. than he has been in the past. And that's continued uh, till to this point. Uh, Zane McIntyre has also struggled. Uh, you know, he's a first-year pro. Uh, the, the transition into the pro game is—it's not easy for goalies. Uh, and he, uh, 
he struggled at times, but goalie Bob's been down here uh, a lot working with those guys, and I think it's paid off. Uh, Malcolm got his game back on track, and, and Zane uh, Zane shows signs that uh, that he's going to be fine too. So uh, it's been interesting to watch that uh, the fact that Boston, uh, you know, I think is investing more in development development of the young players uh, than. When I uh, when I first started covering the team, it was just the two coaches, and that was it. Uh, hmm. Once in a while, there'd be a skills and skating guy there, but now it's much more uh, detailed than that. There's uh, Jay Pandolfo's there all the time. Kim uh, Branvold, the the skills guy, is there mm-hmm. three three days a week. Uh, Boston clearly has put more emphasis on the development of the young players than than they have in uh, in the past. Interesting. Well, it'll be. Uh be interesting to see how many of these guys again end up getting uh, implemented into the, the future of this this team, both this season and uh, beyond. Mark Diver of the Province Journal, thank you very much for joining us. This has been great. Anytime, guys. I enjoyed it. Thanks. Awesome. Th- thanks, thanks, Mark. Mark. That's Mark Diver of the Providence Journal. We'll discuss some of what he had to say. It sounds like maybe some potentially positive news on Malcolm Subban for, for this season. And we'll continue to take your call, 617-779-7937. It's Sunday Skate on WEI. Sunday Skate on WEI. This is hour two. It's a fantastic hour. It's the 8 o'clock hour. We just had Mark Diver of the Province Journal on with us. Some fun, interesting things to say about Providence College, the Providence Bruins. Frank Vetrano, who he thinks has to be up soon at, at some point. I think that it, I would agree. I mean, they're going to find a way to squeeze him in. I'm still not quite sure at whose expense. I think maybe Jimmy Hayes, maybe Brett Conley, but uh, but time will tell on that front. He also said that Malcolm Subban might be on the ice Soon, whether or not that means he plays again this season remains to be seen, but that's encouraging. Uh, and yeah, fun stuff with Mark Diver. He has his finger on the pulse of, of local hockey, he does. not just Rhode Island, but New England in general. And it's unbelievable to, you know, the tweets that he has and the information that he comes up with all the time. And, and Mark just does a, a great job at the Providence Journal. And we, yeah, we definitely need to have him on more. Very, very good stuff from, from Mark Diver. You can follow him. I don't, I forget what his Twitter handle is. I think it's just Mark Diver. It is. It's, Two V's. Correct. Fun guy. Not Diver. Not no. Diver, <laughs> yes. Um, so I don't know how this hasn't come up yet, but uh, we need to discuss uh, Kevin Spacey's relationship with the Florida Panthers because, Pete, you and I have actively tried very hard to have a relationship with Kevin Spacey. And at least through Kevin Spacey's representatives, uh, he's not interested in that happening. So while this is a great thing for the hockey world and it's all very exciting, you can't help but feel why not me and what's wrong with us. It's gone about as well as the rest of our relationships in our personal lives. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Part right. what of the did course. I, what did I, uh, so uh, we've tried to book Kevin Spacey on brunch uh, a couple of times. And the first time uh, the response was, it was from like one of his representatives one of those like polite, like kind of acting like they had brought it to him when they probably hadn't. They were like, "Oh, this sounds great, but uh, no chance. Kevin, Kevin is gonna pass on this. Yeah, but 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 Kevin can't do it. But uh, like, thanks and all that stuff. And we were like, "Oh, Kevin Spacey has politely declined." So that became our thing. 
we would t- that's how we would talk about the show. We'd be like, oh, we have these guests on. Kevin Spacey, he had to politely decline, but we were in talks with Kevin Spacey. And then when <laughs> House of Cards season four was coming out, we were like, you know what? Let's loop back with K-Space. And we were like, hey, does Kevin want to come on this week? And the response was something was like, brutal. it was something like, no, he's not doing it. Stop but, calling. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, it was uh, this is a pass, thanks. And the thanks was THX, THX. With no commas, no periods, just the most unprofessional response. Just stop, stop right. texting me. <laughs> it was like the, it was a, an, basically an unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so explain the space and uh, spacing and space thing. Because I don't even know how to. So, I, well, from my from my understanding, from what I've seen, is that it was originated by Sean Thornton, uh, of all people. Um, uh, I guess the story is is that he just found the the sweatshirt, the Spacey and Space sweatshirt, uh, during a road trip to New York, and it's a funny sweatshirt. I guess he bought it and brought it back to the locker room, and it became their thing. Every team. Uh, or a lot of teams have like that yeah. trinket, the player right. of the game trinket that goes around, and, yeah. and they chose that. It's got to be the weirdest one in the league, but it's turned out well for him. Exactly. So, and Kevin Spacey actually went to the so game. He yesterday. went to the game yesterday, and in sunrise, he brought the ruckus with him because they ended up. Did they sell out last night? They did. They set a, a, season, a franchise record for a regular season attendance. Wow! And so. he had the sweatshirt on in the stands. He had the sweatshirt. Oh, man. So here's my thing. 20,000. I just want to vibe out with Kevin Spacey. I think that he's just such a... He doesn't like you. He he seems (laughs) like my kind of guy. Like I I haven't seen all of his movies. I don't see a lot of movies. Every time I see Kevin Spacey in a movie, I'm like, that's my kind of fellow. Seven. One of my favorites. So I've never seen Seven. Wow. I've seen... um, One of my favorites. I've seen The Usual Suspects. It's a good movie. Sazi. I've seen... uh, the horrible bosses movies. <laughs> that's one of those. That's one of the Kevin Spacey's movies you're gonna put in there. And I've about, seen American uh, Beauty. American Beauty. That, that that might be it. Like unless wait, he wait wait wait. So you saw yeah American Beauty yeah, but you did not. You have not seen Seven. No. Wow. Wow. Your homework today, DJ. Yeah. Is to rent Seven and watch it today. It's very good. Why? It's one of his best movies. What's What's it about? It, I'm not gonna just watch it. It's about a, a murderer who. Commits murders about the seven yeah. deadly sins. Right. Oh, okay. Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt. Okay. Uh, who played Brad Pitt's wife? It was a. Uh, I don't remember. No, it was a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. You were probably like ten when that movie came out. Yeah, I didn't see it until a few <laughs> years ago. Well, during the lockout, during the 2012 lockout, uh, one of my goals was to watch every, every Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks movie. movie. That's right. That. Yeah. And I and you don't have a girlfriend, why? <laughs> uh, and I rifled through about like ten or 11, like I made more progress than I thought I would make. I actually was so I so I had a girlfriend at the time, which actually impeded it. So now I'm actually <laughs> pissed. So that actually ruined the lockout for me. So this is cool, I though. think that I could. I I don't know how many movies Kevin Spacey has done, but I kind of like that I'm a big Kevin Spacey fan. Just without having seen much of his stuff, so this just like I'm, I'm confident that I like his work without really knowing his work. So if in fact it was Sean Thornton who, you know, started this whole thing, so we were both off the air deciding who was going to send a text to 
Sean Thornton and ask if he could come on in the next 20 minutes and talk about the I'm sure he's listening to I don't, like send, I don't like saying nice, normal. Like, I don't like sending, like, hey, Sean, like, hope all is well. Like, I like se- sending Just annoying to texts to Sean. No, I, I like to be like, oh, this will piss Sean Thornton off if I text him this, and then I'll text him whatever. It's easy It's easy enough to piss him off now because he's in Florida and you don't see him every day because he would do all kinds of. Right. Sean, Sean and I have an. Very have unique an relationship. <laughs> right. We have a unique relationship. So I sent him the text to see maybe if he was up, but hey, maybe if Kevin Spacey was at the game last night, maybe he was hanging out with Kevin Spacey afterwards. That maybe picture, that's why the, the, the picture, the, the post game picture was great. He's great. Yeah. There's so yeah. many things to to digest in that picture. Right. Thornton's in uh, his in his suit. Um, Yarmir Yager is still in his full, full uniform. uniform. Only guy in full uniform. Because he was shock. going back out to yeah. skate. And there's That's just why. like a huge chance, chance that Yarmir Yager, despite that, the has no that, idea who Kevin Spacey right, is. Like, <laughs> he is so happy in this picture. He's like, we got Spacey. <laughs> like that kind of face. And you know that he's never even. He probably, hey, you're the guy he, on the sweatshirt. He probably <laughs> just knows him from the sweatshirt. <laughs> right. He's like, wow, we got model Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Do you know Kevin and then Bacon? There's, there's Yuri Hoodler in the front with no pants on. Right, yeah. Just no pants. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, front well, and center, right next which, to Kevin to, Spacey. To be fair, if we met Kevin Spacey, that picture would probably be pretty similar. No pants? Pants off. You would just take your pants pretty off. Everybody else, everybody else in the picture has pants on, and then Yuri Hoodler is just standing right there. You'd think, like, hey, Kevin Spacey is here. We're going to take a picture. I should probably just throw some throw some pants on real quick. Nope. Nah, man, no, because he, he probably didn't want to be in the picture. Like, really, you want me to be in this picture? The Bruins, the Bruins don't have one this year, do they? The Bruins don't. They haven't had one in a while. Wow. They so uh, they've had the so, jacket, the chain. So Ference was the guy who used to come up with that stuff. It's a playoff thing usually yeah. around here. A lot, isn't it? A lot, but they, a lot of teams do do it during yeah. the regular season. Like the Rangers have the Broadway hat. Hmm. Um, the Stars have something. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Sagan. in fairness, if the Panthers were to do the spacey and space thing during the playoffs, it might not get a whole lot of steam. Right? They'd be like, "We got this." Sw- oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's. <laughs> I, uh, but I, I want one of those sweatshirts. I actually, when I was saying I only text Thornton things that will bug him or whatever, I was when that sweatshirt first came out, I was going to text him like, "Hey, can you send me one of those sweatshirts? I won't be paying." <laughs> Did you send that to him? No. Oh, you should have. Um, but they do yeah. sell them in the in the uh, the Panthers team store. Right. That's the, like I want one of those sweatshirts. So I don't really want. I bet they sell it. They sell a ton of them. They don't sell them online. They only sell them in the actual team store. Yeah. So I bet they'd sell a ton of them if they sold them online. Ah, uh, I, I I love this. And the thing is, like, it's it's such a low quality. Crappy thing. He it's probably like, got it on the street. That's the thing. Yeah, he probably yeah. he probably did buy it, it right like, on the street. It looks screen printed. Yeah. It's like. A lot of color on a royal blue <laughs> sweatshirt. It's, it's not a great look. But I want it, I, I want it. you to get one, and yeah. I want you to wear it to a, a Bruins practice. What was it? What was the shirt you wore at a Bruins practice a few years ago that had just everybody just dying? Was it? Uh, oh, it was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yes. So I, I have a T-shirt. It's uh, Prince. It's yeah. It's That's Prince's right. face, and it just says Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson on it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's. It's a great shirt. I'm pretty it, mad it, I'm not wearing it right now. It went over very well. Yeah. There's also one. Uh, uh, Ty Anderson from Hockey Buzz was telling me about it. There's It's a t- shirt of Hanson, <laughs> the band Hanson, and it says Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Uh, I, I just want I wait. So is that on purpose or is it just like a yeah. awful misprint? No, it's on purpose. Oh, that's great. And uh, when Kurt Cobain's birthday was recently, and it was like there was a tweet that was like Kurt Cobain would have been. I don't know what he would have been now. It was like Kurt 40. Cobain would have been like forty today. Uh, here's a picture of him with Nirvana. <laughs> and it's just that picture <laughs> of the Hansons. Hanson. So nice. I like stuff like that. Um, the Bruins. One of their little like post game things that they would pass around. This was short lived. The the two most notable ones were obviously the jacket and then the chain. But um, during the regular season one year, I think it was in 2013, Ferentz started the rooster shirt. The rooster. It, it was just this very big, short. Right. Short lived. Big oversized shirt red shirt with a with just a I rooster. Do that, yeah. yeah. And it was. It was pretty great. Like it was one of those things where you see it, you're like, "That's stupid," but I wish I thought of that. Like I, I wish that that I wore. He bought it online. Yeah, the thing was terrible. Hmm. Uh, but what replaced it? Because it was short lived, and it was 2013. Something replaced it, and they so they they made a run that year. Right? What was it? Uh, I don't know. It was what? the camo jacket that they had. It oh, was, that's it right. Was yeah, one of the right uh, after the was, marathon. Uh, right, it was one of the uh, was it uh, airborne. It the was Ranger. It, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a Ranger jacket that someone had given them that had been over in, in Afghanistan. I just the only thing I remember about that that jacket is the picture of Patrice Bergeron at the podium one of, after one of the Face games. Faces all yeah, busted up. He just looks like he actually came back from war. Right. He just yeah. Well, he was like almost you yeah. Know, <laughs> you know, he, like that. he took quite a beating. Yes. In that that series. So yeah. Uh, Good for the Panthers. Like they, they're tight with Kevin Spacey now. I tweeted yesterday. So Sean Thornton now has gotten his makeup done with Nora Jones, and he's like at least got some sort of relationship with Kevin Spacey. That is goals on goals <laughs> on goals. Sean Thornton is living the dream down there in Florida. Kevin's- some people, some people thought he was going to go down there and just rot for a couple of years. He's already gotten a new contract. He's playing again next season. Uh, he's going to keep making money in the NHL. He's like, best friends with Kevin Spacey for all we know. And like I said, when he was in that that Ted movie, which wasn't great, but he was good in it, yeah. uh, he got to hang out with Nora Jones. Well, now you're going to have to go to the his uh, putts and punches. Is that what punches yeah. and putts? Putts uh, and punches yeah, for the, Parkinson's. Right. Pete. That he does the uh, his charity for every it's summer, and he has that, and he has it what in Bolton, yeah, has yeah, it in Bolton, Mass. Maybe Kevin Spacey's going to be there. That would be amazing. I would show up with like full podcast equipment. Yeah, get right seriously. In his face. <laughs> I would be like, okay. Uh, so when we requested Kevin Spacey, all we asked was that he come on and shoot the breeze. That was the way that we phrased it. We were like. Does Kevin Spacey want to come said on no. <laughs> and shoot the breeze? We're like, we're like, it's not going to be an interview. We're, we just want him for like 10 seconds. We know he's busy. We know he does, that this is beneath him. We just want to be like, Kevin, like, where are you? What up? Maybe he found out that you you have never seen Seven. And he's like, one of my best movies. And this so guy has a I don't need to see Seven to yeah, know do. that I like the cut of Kevin Spacey's jib. Just the sweatshirt. Yeah, in his his speech when he won for uh, Usual Suspects, when he was like, "I don't know who Kaiser Soze is, but I can tell you he's going to get gloriously drunk tonight." That's it. <laughs> that guy's so cool. Uh, and Pete finally finished season four of House of Cards, so now we can so we can talk about it, get it all out in the open. So yeah, 
That was the Kevin Spacey block of the show, which I thought <laughs> went really, really well. He's going to call in at any moment. Sean Thornton? No. Kevin Spacey. If if he does, I mean, I'll be happy to have him on on Sunday Skate. I'd be like, it'd be like Seinfeld with Banya. I'd be like, all right, but this doesn't this doesn't count. <laughs> this is this this isn't the brunch appearance. You he's also gonna, have to come on. He's going to call and do a, a John John from Boston appearance and say, "Hey, um, this is Kevin Spacey," and immediately hang, hang up. up. Well, you know that he has he does impressions really well, so maybe he could. Maybe just, he already did. Maybe that was John. Maybe first time. First time. <laughs> Maybe John Boston. One more time. Seriously, it sounds like him. First time, first time. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> that was definitely Kevin Spacey. All right, so thanks to Kevin Spacey for joining us. We're going to come back with the uh, the last block here, Sunday Skate. The weekend singing Can't Feel My Space. Kevin Spacey humor. There's been a lot of Kevin Spacey on this show because, as Pete realized during this last block, Kevin Spacey has arc- was actually on this show in the first hour. And if you missed it, I don't know. Everyone tweets to us every week, like, when's it getting uploaded? Is it on iTunes? And that's the stuff. Like, I don't know how to. We don't know how to do that. We don't do that. That's that's the, the behind the scenes. We leave folks. here and we're done with with it. The right. rest we, we is up wash to you. Our, <laughs> We wash our hands of Sunday skate at 9.01 every Sunday. But, uh, yeah, so Kevin Spacey called in during the first hour, which was was cool. It was, it was pretty brief. Disguised himself as John from Boston, which was did, a weird did, move. Did an impression of John in Boston and uh, immediately hung up. And it was, it was good. It was funny. Uh, Pete tweeted that out uh, during the break. Tweeted, thanks to Kevin Spacey for joining us. What a thrill. And it's it's gotten some movement on social media, and <laughs> we don't know if those people were actually up for it or if they know it happened. So I would I'm happy to perpetuate that that idea that that rumor. Yeah, I'm not going to tell the truth. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're not gonna. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Spacey was on this show. Is basically the only thing that we want uh, you to take. Uh, one of the texts that we got during the last Kevin Spacey segment, uh, Wings are three points behind with one game in hand. Do you think there's any chance the Bruins don't make the playoffs this year? I don't think there's a chance. I mean, there's a chance. I don't think that they would not make the playoffs, but as I said earlier on the show, uh, they're closer to a wild card spot, or they're closer to being a wild card team than they are to being, uh, than they are to winning the division. And I think that a lot of people are still kind of jazzed and hyped on that that quick run they went on right after the the traded line but as i as we were saying before you forget that the lightning and the panthers had games in hand on the bruins this whole time so they were going to catch up and retake those spots anyway they have now and and the flyers have done it awesome. without even cashing in that game right and then the, yeah the, the, the flyers are playing very well flyers right? are pushing i mean I, th- I think that if if anyone maybe it's the uh Maybe it's the um, the Red Wings that that fall out of it completely. I don't think the Bruins fall out of it though. They could be though. They could be the team that falls back to to one of those wild card spots. In which case, maybe you play the Panthers in the first round, which isn't the worst case scenario. It's. I mean, I'd I'd rather have that top seed and face the the Red Wings in the first round, and then maybe get to face the Panthers in the second round. But if you play the Panthers in the first round as a wild card team, then 
at least you can say that you've got a chance to to win a round and 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 play a couple. And if the Red Wings Red Wings don't get in, be the first time in 25 years that they haven't reached the the postseason. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Advantage Babcock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a. I mean, there's there's a lot of standings watching when it comes to the end of the season every year. Um, but this year it seems like uh, more than in the past years. There's a chance for a lot of movement. It's because yeah, the, yeah. the, the the Atlantic Division is just so tight. Right. And that there could be like you're right. I mean, right now the Panthers have 89 points and the Bruins have 86, and then the Flyers. Who are just outside of the playoff structure? They have eighty with the with the Red Wings with eighty three points. So this is going to be in the last couple of weeks. But Philadelphia still be... has two games in hand. Correct. So Philadelphia still has twelve games left. Detroit only has ten games left, and Detroit not so hot. They five and five over the five five and zero oh over their last ten. Flyers seven two and one over their last ten. They've but they've been kind of pushing for for a while. So I Even could in... I could. Certainly see the Flyers taking that spot away from Detroit. Even with the Metro, I mean, obviously Washington has it locked up, but there's, you know, with the Rangers and Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. they're only separated by two points, and, and Pittsburgh has a... Or a right, if they if they cash in that game in, yeah. in hand and, and win it, then I don't but, know... But then again, the Islanders have a game in hand on Pittsburgh, and they're only one point behind. Right. So there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of possibilities. Yeah, it's a good point that you raise, because, I mean, we always say the whole... Thanksgiving thing that's generally when it's set and then there's a little movement for the rest of the way but generally it's pretty close to what you end up seeing there and no things can change I want a Rangers Islanders first round series that's That'd what be I exciting want. that's what I want to see that'd be exciting uh, if I'm the Bruins I want a Bruins Panthers first round or a, or a, Red, or Wings. a Bruins Red Wings first round uh, but yeah I, I don't think that it's it's time yet to worry about the, the season slipping away but who knows? They'll they'll have played a, a few more games by the next time we talk to you a week from today, and things I'm sure will look even more different. So this has been very fun. Lots of good Kevin Spacey talk. Thanks for thanks to Kevin Spacey and Mark Dibber for joining us. Uh, Pete, Joe, Matt, you guys have a great week. Uh, Butch Stearns and Chris Price are up next. Sports Radio WEEI. First time, first time. Thanks. Awesome.